the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Live radio, everybody. Stand by for the Andrea K Show. Yes, and here I am on this Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Yes, indeedy. I was here. Gremlin's I was, in the studio. I was about to give my best open without realizing that the crack AK team hadn't put the right mic <laughs> at my seat. I think that's Democrats <laughs> trying to get you off the air. Oh, good. Oh, but I'm tish. Good one. Good segue there, my man. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. Uh, hopefully, we're going to be able to keep this entire Facebook live stream up for you guys tonight as well. I know many of you like to watch there. And in fact, if you are, you might appreciate this little T-shirt I've got going on with a little message for the Biden administration and the Democrats. Okay, I'm going to continue to speak my mind every night of the week, telling you the truth here on the Andrea K. Show. Alex Jones had a judgment reached against him today for $4.1 million dollars. Is that the cost for conspiracy or the price for political speech? And I haven't really covered much, uh, any at all, of this trial because I'm not a fan of Alex Jones and InfoWars. But I'm certainly a fan of freedom, and I'm certainly not a fan of our courts being used as a weapon against Americans. And so we're going to share with you some of the details of what's been going on with this case. And um, that's just one of the topics we're going to get into tonight. Speaking of tyranny and the DOJ, Christopher Ray came before Congress today. How, ooh, I'm having some fun. Can y'all tell I'm in a good mood? So we've got uh, some information to share with you on that. Is Christopher Ray going to finally hold some people accountable for the tyranny and the way that the FBI and the DOJ has been, what, weaponized against Americans for politics? We'll, play, we'll give you some information, play some clips for you, and let you decide for yourself. It finally happened. DJ Potato Skins, his, his prediction has come true today. The Biden administration has declared it a national emergency for the monkeypox. Oh, yes, they did. I know that that's the number one worry and fear that you have right now. It ain't the $6 a gallon of gas. It's not how you're going to continue to feed your family. No, it, it's it's the monkeypox of which I don't know anybody. If you know somebody who's been affected, call me, 888-344-1170. There's only 46 cases in San Diego County, and not one American has died. In fact, there's only been five deaths and that have occurred from monkeypox that happened in Africa. So we're going to share some details with you on that, what it means to have this national emergency. But most importantly, we want to start the show tonight with some monkeying around. Instead of talking about the monkeypox, let's talk about the real threat to this country. And it involves our elections. It's not those of us questioning what's happening in our elections and whether or not our elections are being done in a way that's legal, fair, and with integrity. We're not the ones that are, that doesn't make us, if we question what's happening, the threat to our country and democracy. 
It's what's happening in our elections. And we're seeing it play out yet again in the same state that is, is not yet even completed the audit that actually began after everything that happened in, uh, it, with the presidential election, which involved fraud, irregularities, illegalities, and all kinds of various forms of shenanigans that resulted in 40, they identified, and this is factual, this is absolutely factual. This isn't any, you know, any conspiracy. They identified, and this was confirmed by Congressman Andy Biggs uh, on the show, that they identified upwards of 40,000 illegal votes that have been cast and included in the tally. Now, you may say to yourself, well, what do you care whether or not somebody voted out of district? It's an illegal vote and it shouldn't count. Right. And that was more than enough to cover the margin of victory. And something else that Congressman Biggs has reminded us on the show in regards to Arizona is that they never gave the passwords over for us to verify for the Republican Party to verify the results that were tallied as a part of the machines. Convenient. If you if if everything's on the up and up, why are you hiding anything? There would be nothing to hide. Isn't that what they told us about Donald Trump for four years in the Russian collusion hoax? Let the investigation go forward. What's he got to hide? Although we're not when it comes to the to the courts and the federal government coming down on us, it's not supposed to we're not supposed to be guilty until proven innocent. They're supposed to have probable cause to come for us. But we'll save that for later on in the show when we talk about Jan six and and the FBI. But here's the latest on Arizona. And, you know, before we before we share this, I think we might need to go to a listener who called in at the end of the show last night. And he, on our 24-hour hotline, and here's what he had to say about Arizona. Do we have that handy? Yeah, hi, Andrea. Hi, Skins. Uh, the numbers you gave for the Arizona race are the same ones I got at 530. This, it's 8 o'clock now. So they're holding back on that. And uh, Maricopa County is not Republican. It's Democrat. So don't expect uh, Carrie Lake to win if they do any cheating at all. And here it is, 610 on a Thursday evening. Still no updated numbers. No, they were supposed to give updated numbers last night at 7 p.m., um, which I, I think 7 p.m. Are we at the time of the year where we have the same time as, same, as Arizona right now? Uh, we're synced right now. Uh, and no new numbers came in last night. Didn't stop Laura Ingram. According to Steve Bannon in the war room today, that didn't stop Laura Ingram. At the time in which counting had stopped for the day, 80 or 82 percent of the votes had been counted. And Carrie Lake was up by over 12,000 votes. And the next numbers to be reported were supposed to take place at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Um, I don't know when Laura Ingram's show airs on Fox because I don't watch Fox News and haven't since the Chris Wallace phony debate. Um, but according to to the war room today, she put numbers up on her show to show that based upon new reporting that um, uh, Karen Robson was up at that point. And I and I believe now people have disputed this today that 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 Laura Ingram actually called the state for Karen Robeson or did she just declare that Robeson was up at that point? Either one is false. Either one is completely untrue because there was no new reporting out of Arizona past 530 p.m. Pacific time. And at that point, Carrie Lake was up by 12000 votes. So whatever Laura Ingram talked about last night was untrue. So let's let's talk about the fact that Fox News is yet again coming out. And giving and giving early information, trying to give it to the opponent of the MAGA candidate, and that should concern everybody. 
something else that should, should concern everybody, something you told me before the show, uh, looks like there's a certain obstructions to the counting process going on. Well, here's we don't have any new numbers uh, coming out of Maricopa County. And yes, it is a Democrat county. This is a Republican primary. So we're supposed to ha- we're supposed to as a, the Republican Party, even if it's a Democrat majority county, we're still supposed to have fair elections for the Republican Party. Right. And we're also supposed to have. Uh, transparency. We're supposed to be able to have poll watchers and people there to observe what's happening. First of all, we should have never gone down this road. We should have never gone down the road of these mail-in ballots and absentee ballots because here we are. Now we no longer have election day. Now the game plan is to drag it out and drag it out to see how they can possibly overcome a deficit or see how they can not only either deny Carrie Lake her win, uh, and this would be the Republican establishment in my opinion, not the Democrats, because quite frankly in Arizona, did you ever see any daylight between John McCain as the Republican and the Democrats? No. So this is the establishment against MAGA going on in Arizona. And they all want Robson. They all want Robson. And this gives them an opportunity to either deny Carrie Lake the win or deny her the joy of the win, the momentum of the win, as we are now just 60 days into going into these midterm elections. She can't transition into fundraising mode. She can't transition into campaign mode. She's stopped dead in her tracks with this move, no matter what the outcome is. What we did learn today from Carrie Lake is that, um, so for those of you who are saying there's nothing untoward there, this is just going to let the process play out. Well, then why did the Pinal County Elections um, Director resign today? He resigned because there were 46,000 ballots that went out that were missing different races on the ballot. Oh, it's only 2.5%. 46,000 is certain ballots is enough to sway an election, is it not? He resigned today. You tell me how in the world we still have these mail-in ballots after everything that's gone on since 2020, primarily because of these mail-in ballots, why we still are using these in the United States of America, and if we're going to use them, why we've got this kind of a crap show going on where 46,000 get mailed out missing races. And then we've got, in Maricopa County, we've got workers coming out and saying, oh, it's only a small number, but yeah, there's all these ballots where the pins smeared all over the ballots. Well, in, in Maricopa County, which is the size of four states of Montana, that's more than enough, probably. It doesn't take a whole lot, a huge percentage to change the outcome of the election. How convenient. We also know Carrie Lake tweeted out an image of the Maricopa County Center where there uh, of elections where they are uh, covering up and trying to obstruct. They've, they're covering up the fence with a cloth and trying to obstruct anybody from seeing what's going on. Now, does it in the words of the great Judge Judy, if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. It can't be true that they're doing everything on the up and up when they're trying to hide what's going on. And when they're refusing to hand out results, this is just the same playbook that happened over and over and over again. There's no difference. This is no different than them telling people that there was a water break or when when it ended up being a toilet was clogged. And that was the excuse in Atlanta where they sent workers home and then pulled suitcases out of ballots. And I hope I'm wrong, Andrea, and you disagree with me. And that's fine. I and this is where it tells me. Her lead, just like Trump's, is going to be diminished, and she's going to end up being declared a loser. Well, we have to pray that that doesn't happen. 
Um, we have to pray that there was enough of a turnout and, and or that there's enough people working there that are are enough um, of Americans that they're they're going to actually expose it or stop the Hope stop so. a steal from happening. Because the exposure right now, because this isn't this isn't nationwide. See, nationwide, they're like, well, you know, OK, maybe there was fraud, but it couldn't be enough to overturn a national election. This is just one election in one county. So it makes it harder for them to try to pull off shenanigans. But we should not be in any situation in this country. The entire Republican Party should be saying I was disappointed to see a friend of mine on Newsmax who was on a panel before me who I consider a conservative, who said that the problem with these things running past election day is that not enough Republicans are mailing in their ballots early. If that's where you see the problem, you're not really seeing the problem. And I love you. I'm not going to say your name, but I think that was the uh, the worst take I've ever seen on the issues that we've got going on with elections. We need to go back to where we have election day. We don't ha- we don't have all these mail in ballots. We don't have counties that can't get everything done by that day. They get broken up. We need to have more polling places to where it's manageable. That that we have a ton, a ton, a ton of polling places everywhere. So we have fewer. So they're not bombarded with two million people, and it's manageable. That by the time the polls close, two hours later, they've got the results for everybody, and we're done. And that's the way it was when I was growing up. There's no excuse for this, and no Republican should be on board with any any any. Um, any of this crap that's that's costing us our elections and our confidence in our systems. I got to take a break. When I come back, we are going to shift gears because you dare to question the election. If you dare to question the election, could you might find yourself on trial facing a four point one million dollar judgment like Alex Jones? Huh? Was it was the judgment today the cost for conspiracy or the price for political speech? We're going to share that with you on the other side of the break. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K., the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Oh, dear. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Looking up, seeing breaking news. Two sewer lines break in Tijuana, sending 30 million gallons a day into the ocean. That's not why San Diego was trending in, in, on Twitter today, national news. Bob Walters will be here in our next segment to share that with you guys. But this might be something that should be t- trending on national news. And a memo to me, don't go in the ocean. Don't, don't go. Don't dip my toes in. Um, wow. Okay. So um, Alex Jones has been on trial. I haven't been following this trial, even though y'all know I, I, I'm a trial watcher, even though I did watch the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial I got sucked into because I am a trial watcher. I'm somebody who loves courts. Uh, y'all know that. You know I'm a true crime watcher. And it was the law itself that got me interested in watching. It had nothing to do with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And I think it's because that was a defamation trial. And I felt like I, I had an opportunity to learn what is defamation, particularly what does it mean uh, it, for the law, for somebody to sue a public figure for defamation. That's notoriously really difficult to do. What's the evidence going to be presented? How is it, you know, all those all those legalities behind that. So I think because of that, because I felt like, okay, I got educated on defamation cases and I got to see it work 
and and just see an, an amazing trial with amazing advocates for both sides and a great judge. And I just got to see the process work. I just really wasn't that interested in the Alex Jones defamation case, not to mention the fact that I've never been an Alex Jones fan. I don't like his style. Um, I, 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 you know, think he has every right to put out whatever content he wants. But, you know, you know, it's, it's just not my jam. Just not my jam. Right. Um, so I wasn't paying attention to this trial. And then as and as it started getting more news, uh, like yesterday, when I heard that his quote, his attorneys, quote, accidentally lost or accidentally handed over two years of his communications to the prosecutors and didn't tell him for 12 days. I thought something hinky's going on here. And that's when I started perking up and started looking into what was going on here. And then I started thinking, wait a second. I did just study about defamation in the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. That's a hard thing to prove. How are families of Sandy Hook suing him for defamation? If what I understand about what it takes to win it, to, to file and have it go forward and actually prosecute a public figure like this for defamation, how is it defamation? How does it qualify? How does he, how does it meet the standards that he said something to a third party that was untrue, that he knew was untrue and communicated it with malice? In other words, knowing he was communicating something false to harm somebody and they were harmed. How do, how does even, even how does somebody get sued for defamation on those grounds? Does that make sense to you? You watched a lot of the Amber Heard trial. It doesn't make it didn't make sense to me. It wasn't passing the smell test. But I'm not a fan of Alex Jones, and I've been busy this week. And then 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 today, uh, it, he was uh, the the jury came back and awarded him uh, and uh, and awarded the plaintiffs in this case this couple four point one million dollars. And I put it out there and I said, you know, um, on Twitter, I said, what do you guys think of this? 4.1. Do you think this is fair? And then I started getting responses from people and I realized I should have been paying attention to this trial. I'm going to do some more digging and in terms of some more specifics, because I do like to get into specifics in terms of evidence, in terms of judges' decisions on evidence that's being allowed in, on objections when, when one side raises an objection, all the different things that go into a trial that lead to a judgment. Um, there's a lot of accusations today that his, fourth, that, his, uh, that his due process rights were violated. He is not allowed. Now it's going to go, for example, it's now it's now going to go to the punitive phase and the judge is, has declared that he's not allowed to put on a defense. How was that? How are you not allowed to put on a defense? How is that fair? How is that fair? And then on top of it, a juror, get this. This is where I was like, wow. Wow. We've got another instance here, possibly. I've got to do some more digging, but it's sure looking to me like we've got another situation here to where we've got a court that's being used to further the left's agenda. The Kyle Rittenhouse case was not about Kyle Rittenhouse. They knew that he acted in self-defense that night. They had the video. They withheld They withheld uh, mitigating evidence. It was all about putting the Second Amendment on trial. It was about sending a message to the American people. Don't you dare get out there and defend yourself against the hooligans and the animals and the savages on the streets. It was anti-Second Amendment. And what I suspect and what I see going on in this trial right now from what I've learned so far, this is about you, America. This is about you election deniers. This is part of the whole cabal of the FBI and the Department of Justice in our court system declaring that 75 million MAGA voters should be persecuted and prosecuted for their beliefs. Here's what a question from one of the jurors was in this trial. 
Can we use lawsuits like this to stop election deniers? Think about that for a minute. That juror question tells you that this jury knew what this trial was about. This wasn't, and and let me tell you, at the time, and I'm not defending Alice Jones, because at the time when Sandy Hook happened, I was flooded with all the, and, and after that, other instances, I was flooded with crisis actor picks. People were like, oh, this was phony. This was a false flag. Look at these picks. This is the same woman here, was over here. And I could see how people could turn your, their head and see a resemblance, but I didn't take the bait on it. Um, but we have no, we, at the time that people were putting that out, they believed it. They believed it. And you have a right in this country to believe something. You have a right to believe that there were crisis actors there and that this didn't happen, even if it did happen. We're going down the road of prosecuting people for their beliefs, not crimes, their beliefs. And this is dangerous. Here's what I want to read a couple of quotes from a couple of people. Revolver News founder Darren uh, Beatty and constitutional lawyer Robert Barnes as well as Mike Cernovich, everybody knows Cernovich and Posobiec and others, have all warned that the, this is from, uh, uh, I think this is from Breitbart, um, have all warned that the Texas defamation trial is the first legal salvo against free speech. Here's what Beatty said. The regime is thirsting for a precedent case so no one can question the official narratives on the Internet again. Um, it, it, the Alex Jones precedent means that if you don't accept the Vegas shooting explanation, then FBI agents can sue you because you're calling them liars by implication. That's why they chose this. That's why they chose defamation, even though it doesn't really meet the legal criteria. Uh, this Cernovich goes on to say they aren't saying a word on the due process violations. Jordan Satchel went on to say the Alex Jones trial is a preview of what the regime intends to do to anyone and everyone who doesn't conform with the narratives. Isn't that what the isn't that what the Jan six trials all been about? We had a judge in D.C. who literally told a defendant, I'm not going to release you because you still still seem to to think that something untoward happened in the election in 2020. Some more comments. The New York Times had actually said uh, in, in an article that the goal of the Alex Jones case is to use it as a precedence to go after those who who contest the 2020 election and any other government disfavored, quote, conspiracy minded folks like everyone who challenged lockdowns, mandates, covid origins, lies to get us into war. Uh, Robert Barnes went on to say, <clears throat> as they said in the opening of the case. So the, the, the prosecutors in this case said they seek to establish precedent to sue those who discuss topics, quote, important to people that they consider, quote, misinformation, creating safe spaces they enforce through bankruptcy lawsuits. Say goodbye to freedom of speech. We may not like Alex Jones. I think he's a puke, as my Marine daddy used to call people pukes. I think he's a puke. I've never liked him, never supported him, never watched him. But he's got the right to a fair trial. He's got a right to, he, and he has a right to say whatever he wants to say. And if you don't like him and you don't watch him, he's got a right to say what he, whatever he wants to say. And let me tell you something. Those Sandy Hook parents, my heart I, I'm, just aches for them, just like Uvalde. I still haven't gotten over that. But, but that's being exploited, just like Uvalde is being exploited. Sandy Hook is being exploited here, and it is what it looks like here. 
uh, Jan 6 trials, MTG trial. This is look at the connection here. The January 6 trials, the Marjorie Taylor Greene trial. They stopped her from being they tried to stop her from being able to be on a on an on a ballot. Steve Bannon, Alex Jones uh, are no different than the most. Uh, these trials are no different than most corrupt countries in the world. Let me see if there's uh, everyone needs to understand that this isn't about Alex Jones. This is about setting a precedent where you can be personally and financially ruined by a court of law for not parroting official narratives. There you have it. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Why is San Diego making national news today? Well, Bob Walters is going to be here usually on Friday night, but on this auspicious day when San Diego is getting so much news, he's going to be here to tell you what it's all about. So don't go away. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Uh, we're going to speak with Bob Walters for his education segment and why San Diego was making national news today and trending on Twitter. Um, before we bring uh, him on, I do want to share the breaking news that Kirsten Cinema has decided to join in on the. <laughs> the Inflation Reduction Act, wink, wink. I posted uh, an article on the socials today that 230 economists have come out and said that <laughs> it ain't going to reduce anything. It's actually going to increase inflation. Uh, calling it that is about as honest as Kim Kardashian saying she hasn't had any cosmetic surgeries. I think I just felt my wallet get lighter. Yeah. Um, you know what? And by dumbing down, you know, and, and the end game with all these schools, right? We're about to talk with Bob. You know, we've already been churning out enough socialist soldiers for the state. We've already got enough dumb people coming out. So there's, you know, just for what's been done already in the past few years, there's likely a lot of Americans that that just, you know, think that this big big spending is A-OK. All right. Back to uh, Bob Walters, though, and why he's on tonight and San Diego breaking news. Hello, my dear friend. Welcome back. Glad to be here. All righty. You've got more than just San Diego news tonight. What you got going on for us tonight? Well, let me start San Diego because I think okay. it's important for, for your listeners, or at least a lot of them. Yeah. San Diego uh, schools, it's both good news. It ends in good news, but it started in bad news. Oh, okay. The, the districts a couple of weeks ago decided that they would do away with with classes that require uh, special skills and ability, that they want to do away with test. They think IQ tests, for instance, are silly and racist because they show differences in the different people and they don't want to show that. They want equity. So they've eliminated the advanced honors courses and toward and, and they want to have a, a pass or fail based grading system. No, a, no ABCD. And nobody's allowed to fail because nobody's allowed to excel. Nice, huh? <laughs> well, that's communism. That's communism, you know, no, you know, and it it doesn't, what it does is it completely destroys um, ambition and, 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 and provides no opportunity to reward hard work and excellence. I agree. It's bad (laughs) to the country, but anyway, they, uh, they, they really, they got it started and, but the public rose up on it in this past week or two to a point where the school board reconsidered their position and have, Step back from it. <gasps> Yay! Fantastic. No wonder it was trending on Twitter. The left doesn't like the fact that they lost. 
<laughs> no. For a while, it's going to be, we'll see if they come back and sneak it in. But right now, it's uh, been withdrawn. Awesome. All righty. Glad to start on some good news. Good news. Yes. Okay. And then I got some good news we can cover on. All right. Orange County teachers are more likely to be certified and credentialed than those in the rest of the state. I, I like to hear that since I live in Orange County. Mm-hmm. The margin is 5% and should add to better results for students in this county. And that's just by a study that was just done last week. So, now, do they give any do they give any information as to the, what it means to be credentialed? Because it's like, are, am I am I to assume now we just finished talking about San Diego, and I'm thinking they they were trying the school board down here was trying to push pass or fail and not grading it. I'm thinking it is because we got a bunch of teachers down here who don't know how, are not credentialed enough to even be able to test their own students. Well, that is a that is a serious problem. Credentialing means they've got they've got a degree from the college that matches the course study that they're going to be teaching in schools. They can't have one type of college education with a degree that, and then teach a different subject altogether. Right. So you're not supposed to be, um, you know, if you were an English major and you studied English, be the one teaching algebra. I agree. Okay. Except <laughs> I will tell you that my math teacher at one time in college was also the football coach. So I don't really know what was going on there. Maybe that's why I was I had to take remedial math when I got to LSU. But anyway. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's I, well, before I move on, though, hat tip to Orange County. You know, y'all seem to be right smack in the middle between San Diego, which was supposed to be so red, and crazy L.A. You're just like this pocket of normalcy in Southern California. I like to think that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we like to think we're just normal people here surrounded by crazy people on each end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay. Judicious Watch. Judicial Watch, a very solid and active conservative organization, filed suit against the U.S. Naval Academy for their records on holding classes for their cadets on critical race theory. They have already done this for the U.S. Military Army uh, organization and got the details needed to stop such education, but it took a year. Wow. 15 pages of data, but they went through it and they won the case in court. So what happens now? Yeah, now you got racial indoctrination of our soldiers does nothing to build in unity and strength. It's just what the Marxists want in China and Russia. Well, yeah, I mean, we got Pelosi over off on a toot, you know, getting getting China. China has been China. They're mocking us. They're laughing at us ever since we did this, you know, dopey Taiwan confusing Taiwan Respect Act or whatever it is, but one China policy, you know, uh, we've been ever since we've gone woke ever since then, China's been focused on building their military and building a force to to destroy us. And and we've just been going left and left and left. And, you know, here's here's what I will say about the Naval Academy. What what still gives me hope is that, um, you know, my my unofficial godson is at is at Annapolis right now. And I've been there and visited they, I think they might. While they might be forced to sit in these in these classes of wokeness, there. I think there. I don't know how much of it seeped in. I'll just say that. Probably not much because it's it's very divisive. You're yeah. supposed to have a uniform, integrated military, <laughs> ready for battle. Yeah. And this- them at all and being battle ready is supposed to be the point they're supposed to be learning how to be battle ready not not sitting around yammering about pronouns i know (laughs) (laughs) all right we've got some college crazies to talk about tonight all right 
Wokeness, diversity overtakes three R's in college teaching, teacher training. A national effort is being waged, this is actually good news, to stop this dramatic drift, which is set to educate teachers to take such indoctrination into the classrooms of kids as young as five, which we know is happening now. Yeah. The study showed that diversity training has overtaken the past focus on the three R's and that most parents are opposed to what is going on. Well, yeah, because you can't go out into the world and go get a job and be successful in a job talking about diversity all day long. You've got to be able to add. You've got to be able to write a sentence. You've got to be able to, to speak a sentence. There's nothing about any of this that, that, is, that accomplishes what's supposed to be happening in schools, and that's to be able to teach children so that they can become working adults and function in society. That's the whole point. And what, what and, you know, one of the things that um, happens in one of the aspects of the worst aspects of totalitarianism, tyranny, what fascism or whatever is you take a look at the Taliban. What did they try to do? Keep girls from from going to school and learning. Right. Try to keep them yeah. stupid. What did what did they do during slavery? They refused to allow the, the African-Americans to learn and to read or write. And when you when you don't allow anybody to get a proper education, you keep them down. And that's the point. Of this, they're 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 intentionally keeping them down and stopping kids from being able to learn what they need to learn, so they can function. At the same time, twisting their little brains into this sick ideology. It's, just it's really hurting our position of education in the in the world. Other nations are going well past us. Well, right, yeah. So then, yeah. So that's a good point. So then, the other fallout is that economically, how can we compete? So the so the end result for this also is I was talking to a friend of mine today and she was just like not can't figure out why the Democrats are on board with all these bad ideas because the, all these bad ideas are bad for Americans but they're good for the elites because if they can destroy America and make us no longer the economic superpower we were the military superpower we were if they can turn us into just another third world country that's a part of the World Economic Forum then you know we're on par with everybody else and the elites all around the world are in control and the rest of us are all just peasants and that's the that's the end game here that's where they want to head it that's where they want to head it now we're going to head into a break bob walters is going to stick with us we come back we we might when we come back we might play a little clip that skins that i found alone that we we think is a little bit of good news happening in the schools and then we're going to continue our conversation with bob walters so come on back this is the andrew k show on aim 1170 the answer san diego Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Continuing our discussion with Bob Walters, who's usually on Fridays, but I think he's accepting another award from somewhere because he is just the he's like the James Brown of Southern Cali. He's the hardest working man. He's got his own successful business as well as saving the world and, and the nation and our schools and our kids. Um, and we were going over some good news and, and uh, not so good news before the break. And, Bob, I want to play this clip that Skins found today that we think is we think is actually some good news here because we got a teacher who actually shared a story about how a school kid got the better of her talking about pronouns. So y'all listen to this. Okay. Okay, TikTok, I really need your help here on this one. I'm a teacher. I teach fifth and sixth grade. And uh, this morning, I don't know, somehow um, the concept of pronouns came up. Um, and one of my students said, well, Miss O'Dell, did you even ask me my pronouns? And I was like, whoa, 
I hadn't actually asked him his pronouns and I had called him a him and I I said, oh, uh, I'm so sorry. I haven't actually called you. I mean, asked you what your pronouns are and um, what are they? And he said, I'm sorry, banana said, banana and rock. And I was like, dude, no, like don't mess around with, I was, I was actually really upset because I thought he was making fun of it. And in fact, I'm still pretty sure he was making fun of it. <laughs> and, uh, but they all agreed, no, like you can choose anything. Banana, rock, if you want banana and rock to be a pronoun, banana and rock's a pronoun. <laughs> Is it? TikTok, tell me. I love this clip, Bob, because here's this teacher. Obviously, she's been trying to shove this pronoun crap on these kids. And this little boy is like, you didn't ask me my pronouns. Well, what are they? He's like banana and rock. (laughs) That's a good title. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So what else you got for us, dear? Well, something else came up today involving universities, which uh, I was I got to dig a little deeper. But I'll tell you what I found. Mm -hmm. University of California at Irvine just received $1 million for, quote, curiosity, integrity, humility, tenacity curriculum from a Philadelphia charity for a project called Anteater Virtues. Never heard of it. The John Templeton Foundation supports scientific research and philosophical discussions on the deepest and most perplexing problems facing mankind, such as evolution, creativity, forgiveness, and free will. This makes UCI the only university in the nation to systematically integrate these qualities into its undergraduate orientation and curriculum. So I read a little further. Started in 2019, a recent study showed students who took this demonstrated greater intellectual growth, defined as a high score on curiosity, knowledge of virtues, and understanding of all in their education. It's said to enhance open-mindedness and respect for other people's opinions. Wow, it could be good news. Well, I got to dig a little deeper into it. Yeah, I'm curious to learn more about that um, because, unfortunately, we're in a situation where we got to be suspicious, right? I agree. As, as to what the end game is. Um, so, yeah, keep us posted after, after you dig more. To make sure what the words really mean. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In Indiana, they passed a law a couple of weeks ago uh, outlawing forbidding boys and men to play in women's sports. But it's being challenged in court, and a local judge just ruled yesterday that a 10-year-old boy must be allowed to rejoin his girls' softball team. (laughs) Wow. Um, So there are parents of a 4-year-old boy who also want legal help for their son to play in girls' sport teams for kindergarten kids. Well, the ACLU is pushing this for a full charge change in the law, saying we are we must follow the wishes of transgender population or this country will drop in failure. I just, I can't believe it. No, the, you know, this is, even with all this pushing and all this recruit recruitment, it is still a tiny fringe part of America. They, they're they recruiting kids because they, they want to try to grow it so that they can try to normalize it, just like they're trying to normalize these pronouns on us. And it's yeah. despicable that they're doing this. And, you know, we, uh, you know, do, we do not have to validate, support, encourage or tolerate, uh, you know, fringe, the fringe part, uh, you know, uh, of, of this country. And, and, you know, it's despicable for them to try to completely upend everything about our culture and everything about our way of life for a fringe part of, of this country. It's that's I tyranny. Agree. At least we've got 18 states who now have laws forbidding males from playing in female sports. Yes. But you got these local judges supported by Biden and others 
Well, this is, you, that's a good point. And this is why, Bob, what needs to happen is this needs to make its way to the to the Supreme Court. Or yeah. we or we need, um, I, you know, uh, Betsy DeVos has come out and said we need to get rid of the Department of Education. If we're not going to get rid of it, um, then maybe what we need to do, at, well, it's partly an issue with the schools, but it's part, partly also happening in other aspects of our society. But I really think we need legislation that protects children from anything related to this. Uh, if, if, if an adult wants to transition, fine, over 18, but there should be no child that's ever be put through any, any of this in, in, right. in their life. And sometimes it's parents pushing them. So is, right. Um, I, just, I just think we all need to be aware that this is still going on. And yeah. Laws, he's got to still be careful. Right. Georgia's public schools rate poorly in quality and safety in a new study just completed. Hmm. Georgia ranks 36th in the nation. Massachusetts rates first and New Mexico last. Hmm. I wonder where California is. This is attributed to how they spend low money on education and have a high share of high school students with access to drugs, a large number of shootings, and the high school discipline incident rate is very high well i I wonder does it show there what the breakout is because you know atlanta is there's a lot of money in atlanta georgia georgia is a prosperous state yeah there's a lot of poor people in georgia because it's from the deep south but but atlanta is the most cosmopolitan city in in the south a lot of money uh the wealthiest uh, i think the largest percentage of wealth for uh, the african american community in the nation there's in other words there's no reason why the schools are that bad they got the tax dollars i'll dig a little deeper have it i'll give you an update next week okay good it's worth it's worth looking at more yeah yeah and then you got moms for liberty a chapter in williamson county tennessee was threatened with legal action after expressing concern over crt curriculum in its public K-5 to schools. Tennessee has passed anti-CRT legislation, but a number of districts continue the practice. The curriculum called Wit and Wisdom, the highest true nature, is published by Great Minds, never heard of that, and is used in at least one district in every state of the union. Wow, I didn't know that. Mm -mm. The common themes of cannibalism, (gasps) white people are inherently racist, and otherwise bad, suicidal ideation, extreme emotion, graphic death, and anti-American sentiments are throughout the children's books. Wow. Put out by this organization. Wow, it is pretty pathetic. Cannibalism. Oh, my gosh. There's just, this this is demonic. This is demonic. And Moms for Liberty is a very good organization for any, any parent listening you might want to check them out. They're good to be involved with. Yeah. We've got about a minute left, Bob. What else you got for us? San Francisco schools are reported to have 28.4% consistent absentee rate, <laughs> and only 45% of the students are ready for high school. 63% of the blacks are not ready, 45% of Latinos, 19% of the whites, and, and 8% of the Asians. Shoot, I thought we had more time. Let's tell everybody about WeTheKids.us. WeTheKids.us. They're doing the most for kids out there across the country. And Bob Walters, we love you. And you got to come back next Friday at your regular time. Congrats on your awards tomorrow night. We love you. Peace out. Have a great weekend. Take care. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.